Thank you, Pastor. Uh, that's my favorite hymn, because we are all prone to wonder, to live the God that loves us so much. But by his grace, we look forward one day to sing with him forever and ever. Amen. No better message than that in my life. As Matt has already spoken, I'm going to share my faith of how God redeemed me at a young age. I was born in a Muslim home. I did not know a lot of what many people will know about Jesus Christ until when I said yes at the age of 14. And ever since that time, it has been a journey of faith. And I want to read a scripture that I want you to reflect today as you're seated here. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Because in the book of Matthew chapter 16, from verse 13, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciple, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon replied, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon by Jesus, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. As I was growing up, I grew up in a Muslim home. I knew Jesus as just but a prophet of what they say in Quran being Maryam or a son who was born to Mary, but just as an ordinary prophet. When I was 14, I used to teach what they call madras. You know madras? These are like Sunday schools for Muslim children. And I will teach them the alphabet, the Muslim alphabet, so that they can read the Quran. And it was like Alif, Bete, Z, you know, the Muslim alphabet. Some of you may not be familiar. I don't expect anyone to know, apart from Jerry. One day, when I was teaching Madras, when I was the age of 14, we were having in Kenya, in schools, there's a time when you have Christians come and pray and Muslims come and pray in school. They used to call them pastoral days. And I was teaching the Muslims and there was a preacher downstairs praying for candidates. I was about to sit for what they call class eight exams. For most of us may not be familiar, in Kenya we have a school system which is like the pyramid. Many students get in but a few actually succeed at the top. And the reason is because we have few universities, we have few high schools, but so many primary schools. And therefore, for you to get into a good high school as a student, you have to get a good grade. It is very unforgiving. 
And if you sit for the national exam, it doesn't matter where you are in Kenya, whether you are privileged or not. If you don't succeed at, high, at primary school, your chances of succeeding in high school getting to university are very dim. And therefore, I was not a good student. I used probably to be number 32 out of 33, if there are 33 students. And the last one did not do his exam, was either sick. And so I was not good in class. And I remember the exams were coming. And I was 14. And if I don't make it, chances are my future is dim. And my parents tried everything to tell me to go back to school and study hard. But for some reason or another, I was so caught up in religion. And as I was teaching, there was a preacher who was preaching to the Christians and I was teaching the Muslims. And as I finished, I decided to go and sit at the back and listen to this preacher. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit leading me because after that, my life changed for good. As I sat at the back, the preacher was talking about the birth of Mary, the birth of Jesus Christ. And he was talking in the book of Luke saying, with Christ, all things are possible. And he talked about the virgin birth and he was encouraging students, if they put their faith in Christ, nothing is impossible. Now, in Kenya, when you have a congregation, I like you to finish. That way I feel at home, right? I don't know in the US. And if they don't do that, I take two hours on the pulpit. <laughs> and so as I was listening to the preacher, the Holy Spirit used that statement. With Christ, all things are possible. Now, having grown up as a young Muslim, Christ was just but a prophet. He was just an other ordinary prophet. He was not anything peculiar. I went home and the Holy Spirit started convicting me in my heart. And he started speaking to me and telling me, Christ is not only but a prophet, but he is the son of God. And as I was having this debate, I must tell you, church, it was a very audible voice. And I want to tell you today, as you sit here, our God is a functional God. He's not abstract. We worship a God who is alive and living. No wonder Jesus said, who am I to you? Because to some people, Jesus is just but Santa. He comes with good gifts and gives them and they live. To some people, it's just routine and it's religion. I just go to church on Sunday, I can live my life the way I want to live. But as a young person at the age of 14, I discovered at that point that Jesus Christ is Lord because he was speaking to me in an audible voice and I gave my life to Jesus Christ to cut the long story short because of time. One of the requests I posed to Jesus because the exams were coming. You remember it's like a pyramid and I was not doing very well. And in this dialogue I was having with Jesus, he told me, ask whatever you want and I will give it to you to prove that I'm not just but a prophet. And as a young boy, I will definitely not ask for a Lamborghini, right? <laughs> and if I was in Illinois as a farmer, I'll ask for a big tractor. <laughs> but at the age of 14, I actually told Christ, if indeed you are God, I want magically <laughs> to pass my exams. I want to be the top with A. And the Holy Spirit said to me at that point, fine, it's a deal. 
And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Place your hands on every exam and pray this prayer. With Christ, all things are possible. And so I went to the exam room and I put my hand on the exam paper and I prayed. And this is through the Holy Spirit. I was able to get every answer and I was the top student at that point. But I want to tell the students here, don't try that at home. <laughs> it's not going to work. And so I moved on. At that point, I gave my life to Christ. My dad, because he was Muslim, he said, I don't want to do anything with you. And he threw me out of the house. And I must say, I know what it means to sleep in the streets. But at that point, Christ was not just but a prophet. He was Lord over my life. And he was my everything. And my dad said, I'm not going to take you to high school. Remember, there are a few high schools, right? And my dad said, I'm not going to take you to high school. My mom had already passed on. My dad had already married another, uh, another woman. And they decided to throw me out and said, you and your Christ, let him take care of you. But because of, again, Christ, there's nothing that is impossible with him, I was able to go to a high school. And the school paid my school fee. And I became the top student in that school, and I was called to do medicine and surgery. And I felt like I wanted to be a doctor. I even walked like a doctor. I even talked like a doctor. But again, Christ came to me at the age of 18, and he told me, I want you to be in full-time ministry. And it was not a struggle. I said, yes, I will follow you because you are not just any other prophet, you are the son of the living God. And I remember, as I was answering the call, in my life, God has been speaking to me many times with an audible voice. I, I can hear him clearly. And at the age of 18, he came back and he said, I want you to become a youth pastor. But I had a problem. I had so much bitterness with my dad. I had a lot of unforgiveness within my heart. And I remember Christ saying to that point, before you could answer this call, I want you to make amends with your dad. Remember, this was someone who threw me out of the house. He refused to pay my school fees. But I had to go and kneel before him and ask him to forgive me. As I forgive him, because it was very clear that God is not going to use me with unforgiveness in my heart. And I remember I told my pastor then, who became my senior pastor and we served together for, I served in the church for 20 years. He spoke to my father and my father said, you know what, I can release him to, to Christ because I have seen God in his life. And to cut the long story short, my dad gave his life to Jesus Christ before he died. And I remember the first event I held in the church, my dad was the first cheerleader. He sat in the church, and my senior pastor will tell you he became my good friend because with Christ, all things are possible. He's not just but a prophet. He's a functional God. And as I continue in the journey, I served in the church for 20 years, and I felt God is calling me out for something because I could feel I need to get out there because as you're all aware, the world needs to know about this Jesus. And the best way sometimes is, <laughs> I used to say this, I don't want to repeat this, don't quote me at home. You know, sometimes as a pastor, I feel 
when you are in the church, you take care of the fish in the aquarium, and I want to fish out <laughs> in the seas, and I wanted to go out, but I did not know how. And it was in 2017 when Ralph Endres, who is here, Ralph Endres, maybe you can stand up, Ralph Endres, if you're here, he's been our host, Ralph Endres, with Danny Mott, they came to Kenya, and they introduced us as a church to what we are distributing today, the tender masses. And I got so excited now because there was an ongoing drought and in Africa, especially the one of Africa, they have been going, the drought has been ongoing for a long time. But now when they get, came and we connected, they started giving us the food and we needed to get out. And I found out that this was the best way to get out of the church. And so I decided to get the food out with the church and we were constantly out going out and we saw so many people give their life to Jesus Christ and I did not know how can I be able now to start going out and as I was speaking to Ralph, Ralph invited me to the US and invited me to Spread Tooth when I sat in Spread Tooth offices with Jerry and Matt who is here immediately the Lord spoke to me again with an audible voice and he said I want Spread Tooth to come to Kenya and I did not know how because then I was still a youth pastor and a mission pastor in the church. But at that point, God again reminded me, I am Christ over your life. And it was the hardest decision to make because in our church, they were looking at me being the senior pastor. And here was Christ was saying, now you need to get out again and go to the most outer parts of Africa to take the gospel. What did I have to do? To obey him again. And therefore, I can see time is not on my side. I was told if you preached in America for more than 30 minutes, people will leave you. <laughs> and Jerry has warned me many times. But I want to remind all of us to, today as I continue speaking because you've already seen the journey of spread to Africa. I did not know what Christ had in store when I said yes. And when the church blessed me to get out, I must tell you, church, our Christ is a functional God. He answers our prayers. I don't know as I finish today, who is Christ to you? To so many of us Christians, when we come to church, we just take him lightly. Some of us don't want to go for missions because we are scared. Some of us are called to most dangerous places. We are scared of getting into the flight. But I've reached in my life at this point, like Paul said, my life counts nothing if I don't finish the rest that God has given me. If I don't take this gospel to the people who deserves it in Africa. And I must tell you, this is my prayer as I finish. I look forward one day to the, be the Billy Graham of Africa. To be able to bring as many people to Jesus Christ. Because I can tell you the truth. Many of us are called today as you sit in this place. But you have so many excuses why you cannot go out. But if Christ is Lord over your life. If Christ is not just but a prophet over your life. Your life will count for nothing. I'm ready to die for the gospel of Jesus Christ because I know my, he has done more than enough for me. He has done more than enough for all of us. For many of us, we cannot give of our resources, we cannot give of our time because Christ has never been really Lord of our lives. But I want to challenge you today as I stand in this place. If you allow him to guide you, he will take you to places you've never seen before. I will never have seen my dad give his life to Jesus if I never obeyed him. And right now he's dead. I look forward one day to sing with him in heaven. If I never said yes to Jesus, I will have lost my father. I will have never seen him again. 
Who is Christ to you today? Is he Lord over everything? Is he Lord over your time? Is he Lord over your resources? Is he Lord over your life? That you can really become that living sacrifice. You can say, here I am, Lord. Send me and I will go. There's no bigger sacrifice we can give him than the sacrifice that he paid on the cross. What is he telling you today that you have had in your heart? What is he speaking to you today that you can say, here I am, Lord, send me. I'm willing to be sent whenever he wants me to go. I've told Ralph this and I want to tell you, church, this has been my prayer, that one day we can have a church in Somalia. That one day we can have the Muslim world as many of them say yes to Jesus Christ because there is nothing that is impossible with him. He's asking you today, who is Christ to you? We are just but a speck. Today we are here, tomorrow we are gone. What we do for him will last for eternity. Let us stand and pray.